Wolfpack Nation, we got a very special guest. He's actually the first active player that we've been able to have on the podcast. We, we went through this all last season and w- wasn't able to get a current player. So I'd like to, to welcome Cam Hayes. Had a, a great freshman campaign last year, started uh, 14 games for the Wolfpack, the 68-ranked player um, in the nation coming out of high school. Uh, I mean, he's got the keys to the Ferrari this year, all academic ACC team as well which is something very impressive. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if I was played with anybody that was all academic team. Averaging 11 points a game this year. Uh, he's averaging two rebounds, two assists, which I know the two assists will definitely go up um, as the season goes on. So, Cam, welcome. Uh, thanks for having me, man. You know what I'm saying? You're the GOAT. You know, <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on. So before we move on, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they're offering $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, get in the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. So, man, welcome to to Scott Woods One Man Wolfpack. Uh, I'm I tell everybody I'm gonna be biased because you're the one that came up to me after practice when I spoke. So anybody that's willing to to learn and gain knowledge is I'm a little bit biased. So I, you're up there as one of my favorite players right now. So before Appreciate we get started, before we get started, okay? It was green. It was a Greensboro day. Was it Greensboro day? Yeah, it was Greensboro day. Greensboro day. So. We're in high school. We're going to take, take it back a little bit. At, at what moment in your, you know, basketball career did you realize, like, I could be good. This is something I could do at a high level. At what moment did it click on for you? Well, before I got to Greensboro, I was attending uh, Ben L. Smith, which was in Greensboro as well. It was a public school. Mm-hmm. And sophomore year, everything, like, kind of started clicking. Like, towards the end, like, I was averaging probably, like, 16 and like eight yeah so everything going good we finished uh in the final four we lost the uh, window moors at duke in the final four mm-hmm. in the uh tournament so that was good and then like my aau year that was like when i broke out my 16 year playing with cp3 yeah. i went in aau just with a lot of confidence and stuff and then what really like made it for me or like where i kind of got noticed was peace jam that year mm-hmm. um, I remember the game we played, we was playing Mocan Elite. And um, we was down like 15 or something going into half. And then like, I just ended up with like 30 and we won. And then it just started like clicking from then. So I would say like my sophomore year where I thought like, well, I can really play at a high level. Yeah, well, I, I, the funny thing is, I feel like every player kind of has that moment where, you know, you're playing basketball, but you don't like, everybody has the mindset, oh, I'm gonna be the greatest of all time. but then all of a sudden something kind of clicks and you're like, man, I could be, I could yeah. be really good. Yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad you're able to kind of share that with us. So being the number 68 recruit in the nation, I mean, obviously you're going to have pretty much your pick of, of places to go. What options were you really, really considering outside of NC state? Well, uh, I was considering um, Florida state. Mm-hmm. Maryland. Really, really Florida state and Maryland besides NC state. Those were like basically, I'd say like my top three. Yeah. And then out of high school, because um, I had like other offers like Tennessee, Arkansas, and all that, but I really liked here, Maryland, and Florida State the most. 
So those right. two. Well, I can promise you, me and, and all of Wolfpack Nation are glad that, that you made this decision. So when did you know NC State was the place you wanted to go? Well, um, I came to NC State a lot. Like, I think my first time I came here was my freshman year when Dennis okay. was there. Yeah. And then I used to come to all the games, like, on, a, on unofficial visits. But I think my official visit, like, set the tone, being able to, like, really get a feel for, like, the whole coaching staff, the players, and the atmosphere on the official. It, like, made it know, like, yeah, I can really come here. And it felt like home. So the official yeah. visit stamped it for me. So who was your host for that? Uh, CJ, CJ Bryce is my host. That's my guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a good one to have. So, that, I mean, it's always nice, especially when you get there that, you know, you, you don't know what to expect. I mean, college is a completely different ball game. And then all of a sudden they take you out and it kind of opens your, your eyes up to a, almost a whole new world. So now you come in as a freshman. Okay. We're going to talk about kind of the freshman year that jump from high school to college. I tell everybody there's, you know, some people take it differently. Some people say, you know, it's 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 pretty easy transition. Some people say, you know, I had to get used to the speed, the size, things like that. What what was the the, the factor for you, or the, what was you know something that you realized that you had to get better at from once you kind of stepped onto the college campus and you start playing, you know, against NC State and practice, you start, you know, your preseason games. What was the one thing that you felt like you really had to adjust from the high school to the college game? Uh, defensive end, really defensively, it was a big adjustment and the physicality, like you know, come like you're probably like the best player and like the biggest and the strongest one. But once you get there as a freshman, everybody's big, everybody's strong, everybody's fast. So the like physicality part was hard for me at first, and then defensive wise, like being able to be in the right spots, hitting the road man when he's rolling, and yeah, make stay in front of the ball. So that was probably the two like biggest things for me. Yeah, well, I, uh, I I remember looking at so I was uh, I was six six, one hundred and seventy five pounds, like I was I was staying there smaller than Baby T, and I remember um, when I first got to campus, I was like, this is I'm I'm getting hit a lot more than I did in high school, you know, you could you could bounce off some guys, uh, but now it's I mean you got to have that physicality, but the the nice part about it is you especially the same thing with you, same, same thing with probably baby T's going through. It's if you, you know, have that heart and the, the work ethic, it's going to make up for a lot of, you know, size or being a little bit smaller. So uh, you're doing great. I'm enjoying to watch the progression. That's for sure. So now you're sophomore. Okay. You, you got the keys to the Ferrari, the Lamborghini, the, the Bugatti, whatever you want to call it. It's this, this is your team. You have the keys. So as a point guard, you know, you've got end of game situations, end of clock situations, you know, beginning of game. There's a, there's a ton of situations that go out through the game. What are you looking to do um, at the beginning of the game? As you're, you know, especially at the beginning, I know I, I was lucky enough to have Lorenzo Brown, great point guard. I felt like he was always a little bit more, you know, passive at the beginning of the game, trying to get guys involved, you know, trying to get them, you know, to get a couple buckets early, get their confidence up. And then as the game kind of rolled, rolled down, he'd start now looking for his own shot because, you know, I've made a couple, it opens up the lane a little bit. People are getting, you know, involved. What's your mindset? I mean, everybody has a little bit different one. So at the beginning of the game, what are you thinking when you step on that court? Uh, just being aggressive, really. Yeah. And uh, I find an open man. Like if I want to, like coming in the game, I want to get, you know, Casey going yep. and uh, 
because, you know, if they get going to open the floor up, I know Darion is going to do what he got to do, get to the basket and stuff. And now since we got young bigs, I want to, you know, make sure, like, they get a couple touches, maybe a couple dump downs, or they yeah. get a good – I go and talk to them, or they get a good defensive stop. But coming into the game, I just want to come in real aggressive and look to find the open man and just make it easier for everybody because I know once the game progresses, it'll open it up for me as well. Yeah, well, um, one of the things also that I didn't say, and I should have said it too, averaging half a turnover a game, which is – phenomenal for someone that possesses the ball as much as you do so kind of talk about that aspect that was you know that's one that's really big for me because I feel like if you can take care of the ball it gives your team more possessions more chances to get good looks obviously that transition is part of it too obviously the physicality of defenders guarding you uh makes a difference on 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 you you know taking care of the ball how how have you learned you know coming to the next level and taking the next step into your sophomore year just understanding to take care of that ball a little bit better what what things have you worked on obviously I think physicality is going to be a big one or is that also kind of you know you know coach Keats's system now you're a freshman you didn't know it as well to start now you kind of understand the system what what kind of you know in your mind do you think can attribute to you only having that that low of a turnover margin just knowing that like he doesn't like turnovers so make it <laughs> And listen, I can vouch for this. I've seen practice, so I know what they do when he's turning it over or they're losing. At the end of practice, I don't like doing that. So <laughs> just making sure I value the basketball, knowing like when to like maybe force one here and there, but just making the easy passes and knowing what he wants and just not trying to force anything. I think that's one of the biggest things for me. I know like the last game was my first two turnovers and I was kind of mad. But uh, just knowing like, when to pass, when to force one, when not to force one, when to make it try to get shot. Those are like really one of the things that helped me like from preventing turnovers and stuff. And physicality wise, like last year, kind of people would get up under me and stuff. But now yeah. like a lot of people don't do that. I just put them on my hip or might hit them with a little shoulder here and there and they'll might back up. So it just makes it easy for me as well. Well, that's the that's the tough part is especially, you know, with you trying to be aggressive, trying to gauge, you know, when to really push it, when to step off that throttle a little bit just to make sure that, you know, you're taking care of the ball. So let's talk about kind of the first four games. So what do you think um, we're going to do as an individual first? As an individual, four games in, what, what's one of the things that early on that you've seen that you kind of want to work on for yourself to kind of help the team win? Just trying to stay out there on the floor as much as possible. Yeah. I've been dealing with a lot of stuff uh, on my body that, I mean, I've just been trying to push through it. But, uh, you know, like a couple, like first, like four or three or four games, like you see, I wouldn't play a lot the second half. So yeah. I was kind of like, like suffering a lot of like cramping and stuff and all this extra stuff. So like just trying to stay out there on the floor and try and help them out. That's one of the things. And trying to get my assist ratio back up. You know, I'm averaging like yeah. two. I mean. I know, like, when I pass, everybody's not going to hit shots, but just making sure, like, I can make it easier for everybody. Well, and it's – and, it too, it's, it's you know, um, it's making everybody feel involved. Uh, I tell everybody, you know, even if you're not necessarily touching the ball, but there's, you know, some – some move, you know, I call it people movement. So when, when guys are moving, they're cutting, and they feel involved, you know, they maybe get a – just a catch on the wing – it, they're more likely to go on the other end and play defense for you. <laughs> you, you get a lot of guys, you know, they, they're in that corner and they just haven't touched the ball for 10 minutes or they haven't felt like they've been involved. And all of a sudden they're just like, I don't, I don't want to play defense. I mean, I'm not even getting the ball. So that's, 
that's one of the big things, especially, you know, as a point guard that you're going to really learn and you'll, you'll, you'll start with your, with your leadership to understand how, you know, there's certain people, you know, you can push and you can really, you know, get on, you know, you know what I'm talking about and, and practice. And there's other that. Way into yeah. And there's others that, you know, they don't always take criticism very well. So you got to, you as a leader, you're going to kind of learn over time how to, you know, push guys and, and what can, can make them step up. But you also got to understand that, you know, they want to feel involved too. So as a team now, so obviously you getting healthy is a, is a big part of it, getting in that cold tub, getting in there and getting your treatment. So as a team, four games in, what's one of the things that, you know, maybe Coach Keats is talking about during the film sessions and things like that that you guys can really improve on? Uh, rebounding the ball. Yeah. That's really things and making sure that's really, really a really big thing. I mean, last game, a lot of people would get a lot of offensive rebounds, but uh, that's one thing we kind of prioritize is rebounding the ball and just making it easier for us on the offensive end. He's not really worried about us offensively, but I feel like we need to get a little bit more ball movement, more movement. And if we get, we, if we get at it defensively, it make it easier for us on the offensive end because then we can get out and transition. So we don't have to go around some in the half court. That's one of the other things. But I mean, it's four games in. I know it's a long season, but we just, we're still trying to find our identity because, you know, yeah. Manny, have Manny anymore. So, yeah. Like uh, EB Duwana and Jalen Gibson, they're doing really good, but just making sure they stay confident and stuff and they feel important throughout the game. So that's one of the things that I feel like as a team we got to do. Yeah. Well, one of the offensive things, um, especially when you're coming off pick and roll, I'll tell you, this is, I'll give you my, my little bit of advice. I, I try not to give too much advice. This is the basketball player coming out in me. So when you're, when you're running pick and roll, whether it's Evie or, or Jalen coming to set this screen, you, you either have, you know, you can sometimes have an empty side. Sometimes, you know, you got two, you know, on the opposite side. And you guys did it uh, quite a bit in practice when I was there the other day. But this is one thing that I would tell you, guys off ball. So maybe it's Jericho you know, at the top, or maybe it's, you know, Casey at the top and you have two. So if you're coming off the right side, obviously the left side is where you have two. Cause you want, you know, if they're tagging on that side, that's where your help is. Keep having them set kind of that flare action or that exchange or that exchange action. Cause the problem is if they don't move one, it's going to make it tougher on you because it's a simple tag, you know, and then they can X out on the pass. So it's a little bit easier. But as soon as they start to make that exchange, the defense has to talk. And when, when, when it forces the defense to talk, that's when things start to get messed up. And then it'll open up that lane for you, EB, to have a free roll so he's not getting tagged. And then if they start to come in, they can get that screen on the flare or even that exchange, you got that kick out to the left. So that's one of the things, um, especially in practice, you do it a lot. And I've, I've learned it's the same thing. In practice, you're always, I feel like you're always moving in practice. And then all of a sudden in the game, you watch film and it's like, yeah, we don't. I'm, I'm barely, I feel like I'm walking half the time. So it's just one of those things that if you can kind of, you know, keep telling them, hey, keep moving on that backside when I'm coming off, one, it's going to open up your big. You get it to the big a couple of times, you keep him happy. Now, all of a sudden, you guys have fed off that enough. They're going to sink in and you're just going to get those easy passes, whether it's, you know, right back to the top or to that corner. So that's one of the things that um, just keep an eye on and, 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 and let them know. So. All right, All right. we kind we of mentioned uh, no Manny Bates. It's, it's a big hit for scoring. That's a big hit for your rebound. That's a big hit for your defensive adjustments. So 
in practice, obviously, I know Coach Keats wants to kind of keep the same flow, the same system. Have you noticed any difference that he's tried to do now that Manny's not out? Are you guys doing anything a little bit different? Or are you guys trying to keep the same principle? Uh, we keeping the same principle. It's just we don't have like that dominant top blocker at the paint in the paint no. anymore. Kind of clean up some of our mistakes on the defensive end. So he just kind of emphasized like we really got a guard now. Really can't make as many mistakes and just play hard all the time on the defensive end. But other than that, it really hasn't been any more adjustments. It's just bringing the bigs along like Jalen Eb, as yeah. I mentioned, making sure like they're doing good. They're doing really good right now. And they're, it's a really good opportunity for them, and I feel like they're going to seize that moment. But that's really just one of the things that he just emphasized since Manny's been down. Yeah, well, that's they're they're going to continue to get. But I tell everybody, this is still a really young team. Like, there's obviously there's a lot of basketball left. Obviously, everybody wants you know success right here and now. But at the end of the day, you got to continue to grow, and they're going to grow. Um, but it also, you know, it, a lot of it comes now on you, Jericho. You know, Darion that. Now, all of a sudden, you guys got a gang rebound. You got to help these guys. Maybe it's, you know, their face blocking out just to make sure the big doesn't get the rebound and you guys clean it up. So uh, there's different ways to help out with that, especially you guards. I mean, you guys can help a little bit, kind of like you said, just cleaning up some defensive assignments so you guys aren't putting as much pressure on them to be in help side and things like that. So, so for this season alone, um, what is one thing that you want to improve on as the season goes? Obviously, we mentioned from, you know, your, your, your freshman year, trying, that improvement. For this year, what, what's something that you're trying to improve as the year goes on? Uh, being consistent every game, yeah. basically. Consistency is, consistency is a really big key, and it really gains a lot of confidence. So if I stay consistent, I feel like my confidence would be more better, and I have more confidence, and then, like, my teammates can feed off that. But – I feel like last year I probably went through – I mean, we went through a stretch as a team. Like, we was, like, losing a couple of games here and there. Then we win one, then we lose. But I feel like consistency is, will be a really big key this year for me as well as my team. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. So, what are, what are your personal goals? So, your individual personal goals, whether it's maybe making all ACC or, you know, like you said, just, just – I just want to be consistent. What, what's a personal goal for you, something that you're kind of – kind of really trying to push yourself to obtain this year Maybe i mean yeah lead, lead the acc and assist you know what, what's what's one of those goals trying to make one of the acc teams but really what matters to me i just want to win yeah i just want to win i don't really care about all the extra stuff that goes on with me as long as we win and i'm gonna be fine well but i mean it, it would be cool to make an acc team and stuff but i mean i'm not really looking at that right now i'm just really trying to win and trying to get my team better every day well that's uh that's the main thing I remember my dad after every game he well my mom was different my mom would ask me how many points I scored but my dad the first question he asked me he said he always asked me did you win then the next question would be how many rebounds did you have so that I mean at the end of the day it's, it's, it's all about winning that's that's absolutely perfect answer and I think I think if you guys end up where you guys want to be I think that's going to require you to be kind of that all ACC player so uh, I think the success with this team will come with your individual success as well. So kind of talk about as a team, those, those goals, obviously we want to take it game each game at a time, you know, kind of, I call it building blocks. You just want to keep putting that Lego down and keep getting better each and every day. Uh, talk about some of those team goals. Some of the things that you kind of talked about with the team, what you guys want to accomplish at the end of the season. We want to make the tournament. I mean, 
yep. didn't make last year. And I know my senior year of high school, they would have made a tournament if COVID didn't hit. So For that's sure. what means that we've emphasized to the team is trying to get to the NCAA tournament, but winning as many games as possible and also trying to win an ACC championship or at least being at least like top five in the ACC this year. Cause I mean, every year we come in, you know, they put us around the midway, like around eight or nine, but we feel like we should be in the top five. So as a team, that's what those one of our goals, like being top five in the ACC, trying to win the ACC and trying to make the NCAA tournament at the end of the year. Well, you guys, uh, you guys just, it's kind of like I said, when I was there, just keep the chip on your shoulder, man. It's all about you guys. You got a lot of doubters out there, but you guys keep putting in the work, keep getting better, and, and you guys will find success if you guys do that. So let's kind of talk about the guard depth. This is one of the things, uh, for the first year, I've, I've really felt like I, I love the guards. They're, they're, I don't know if there's a guard on the roster that, you know, I'm not happy about. Uh, kind of go through that depth. Obviously, one of the things that goes through my mind is, practices and how competitive they're going to be especially at the guard level you know maybe you guys break down your guards and bigs and you're playing you know twos with guards or ones with guards talk about that depth and how it pushes you to get better each and every night because you know you you know you you have a couple bad games and now you got you know somebody creeping up on you getting a couple minutes but the nice part is you know you have that guard depth and you know the guy coming in you guys aren't gonna lose a step kind of go through that guard depth and what it's mean for the team it's really beneficial for us. I mean, knowing that he can come and sub with guard in and like we won't miss a beat. But uh and practice is real competitive. It's a lot of talking yeah. and a lot of it's it gets real, it's real hectic at practice, but it's all fun and we all know we want to compete and make each other better every day. But the guard dev is really good. I feel like as guards, I mean, it's obvious that we have to lead the team. We gotta carry it by example, but our depth is really good. Even the young guys like Baby T. Uh, Breon and like transfers like Casey they all like mesh with us since day one since they yeah. got here it made it easier for us as well and then Darion has improved a lot since last year you know he averaging like 19 to 10 right now and then TA once he gets you know his feedback rolling he's going to be good as well and I mean I just really like our guards a lot I mean we I feel like compared to last year like this year's team as guards and as a team as well like we've been way closer and I mean the team we had last year. So it just makes it easier for us to play together. Well, that's that's one of the big things, too, is, I mean, when you have that kind of depth, it it makes you better in practice. I mean, it's, it's it'd be one thing if, you know, you're the only guy out there, you know, you, you, you ain't got nobody to push you. And now, you know, you got five, six guys, seven guys that are going to push you in practice every day, and that's going to only make you get better as the season goes on. So I was never a point guard, but – you know, I've been around some decent point guards in my day. So when you're coming off, you know, pick and roll, kind of go through your progression. So what's the first thing you're looking at? Are you looking at, you know, am, is this defense and drop? Are they hedging? Are they yeah. icing? Talk about your progression. What are you looking at? Obviously, you want to be aggressive. So probably the first thing you're probably looking for your shot, you're looking to attack. Kind of go through that progression and what you're thinking when you come off of a pick and roll. But when I come off, I really read the big and I read the uh, whoever the help man is that's going to hit the uh, big uh, big that's rolling. So if yep. the defense is dropping, I know I can get still continue to get downhill because if he don't step up, I'm going to have a shot or I'm going to have yep. a float. If the big steps up and nobody hits the roll, man, like the opposite man, I got the lob, I got the bounce pass. But if I know the opposite man hits the roll, man, I know I got the lift behind me. So that's really yep. what I come off I 
first I'll read it because I know I'm a, I know I'm not really worried about my man once I come off the screen. I'm really just reading a big and a help man every time. Yeah, no, that's that's what you got to do. And I, I know a lot of people probably are uh, have no idea what we're talking about, but it's it's as simple as there's there's probably there's probably three defenses that you're probably going to see out of the bigs outside of maybe a trap. I mean, so you got a hard hedge, which is basically the big showing hard, trying to get you to take a reverse dribble. Then you got a drop defense, which is probably the more modern defense that that traditional bigs that you're going to see. So that's just the big dropping, trying to play that low pass with the right hand if you're coming off to the right. So it there's a lot of things, especially, you know, I, I didn't come off many pick and rolls, which I, I, I didn't need to. But there's a lot of things, especially as a point guard, it puts a lot of pressure on you to kind of read and make those decisions because you literally it's it's milliseconds that you got to make the right decision because if not the guys are closing out especially with the athleticism in today's game and you and you can lose an opportunity to get a shot so we'll go we'll go to i got one more question before we go i just got five it's basically six questions now but i got one question uh a staff game of one-on-one so we're just talking you know just staff uh, Coach Summy wouldn't answer this. I'm trying to find out who would win a staff game of one-on-one. Who are you picking? Like throughout the whole staff? Just, uh, just the coaches. Take just a, like yeah, this take, coach. yeah, take away managers, take away GAs. We're just going just the staff. Who are you Damn. taking? Summy and Robertson? Yeah. Don't... Sheesh. <laughs> You ain't gonna win many games with them, but we'll, you got to pick one. Who you taking? Uh, <laughs> I'm either. <laughs> you got to pick one. Hey, listen, Coach Summy wouldn't pick one because Coach Summy said he knows one thing. He said he said it's definitely not him, but Coach Keats, Coach Roberson, and JJ would all say themselves. Yeah. So I said you got to pick. You got to pick one of them. I got like they. They all got different. Like with Keats, he's gonna find a way to win. Like he's he's either gonna cheat his way to win or he's gonna just make his rules. Win. It sounds like it sounds like a lot of coaches I've had in the past. That's that's how they play. They'll bend the rules to win. AJ's he's a dog, so I know I know if I go on with JJ, I'm good. Yeah. I don't really go percent though. I'm really I'm probably gonna have to go with either Kate, Coach Keats or JJ. Okay. Um, All right. Um, At least. You- at least you gave me an answer. Yeah, I can't really give you a definite answer, but those probably be my two picks. Okay, all right. So if you if if we're in an end game situation, okay, end game situation, take away the score, take away everything. If you had to get one shot, a walk in transition three, or coming off a pick and roll floater over a big attacking you, which one would you rather have? The floater. You'd rather have the floater. Yeah. For sure. For I'd sure? I'd rather have a floater. I felt like there was some hesitation in that answer. Nah, I ain't no hesitation. Either a floater, really, if I'm coming off, I can get to the pull-up whenever I want to. But I mean, yep. I, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right, so now I got, I got five questions. This is the last thing we got. They're pretty simple questions, okay? This is, uh, I call it the starting five. So the starting five is brought to you by Refi via Dogwood Properties. Need a local real estate agent? 
As we all know, the real estate market is crazy right now. Maybe you have questions or maybe you just have an honest opinion, just need an honest opinion from a trusted real estate professional to ensure your best interest is protected. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, call Reef Ivy at Dogwood Properties. For a seamless home buying experience, give Reef a call. For a special audience, if you're considering the possibility of selling a home, call Reef on his personal cell number, 919-995-3111. Again, that's 919-995-3111. He's the best in the triangle and a personal friend, so please give him a call. He's also a big, big state graduate, so everybody out there looking for any real estate needs, give him a call, all right? So these are these are pretty easy questions, so you can, can have fun with them, all right? So the first question, you can have dinner with any two people, alive or dead, any two people, who would you pick? Alive or dead. Any. I've gotten, I've gotten family members. I've gotten uh, Coach Summy gave me two politicians last time. I've gotten basketball players. I've gotten actors. I've gotten it all. So who would you pick? Probably have to go one with my my cousin Josh. He died. I was a uh, he died a couple of years back. Probably Josh Taylor. Let's probably be one just to hear his voice and yeah. I know down with him. He's gonna make me laugh and I'm gonna have a good time. That's probably one that would be like a family member. And then the other one would probably be I'll probably just have to go with uh, sheesh. Probably somebody like LeBron or, yeah, I'll probably have to sit down with LeBron just to see, like, just to ask him, just to pick his mind, see yeah. how he, no, but ask, ask him, like, about his routine and what he sees as a bigger guard coming off ball screens and anything basketball-wise and, yeah, oh, like, how he's successful off the basketball court as well. Well, that's the good part about you is your, your willingness to learn. I've already mentioned it, you know, coming to me, asking a couple questions and the same thing with, you know, just willing to learn. And that's, that's, that's one of the things, if you could take uh, obviously what makes you great and then take, you know, pieces from a lot of guys that you've watched and, and, and studied and implement them in your game, it's only going to make you that much better. So now you got to take them out to eat. Okay. So any place on or near campus, where are you going to take them to eat? And you can't say Bojangles because they sponsor you. So I can't say Emilio's either. You can say, you can, I'll give you a Medios. I, I won't let you have Bojangles, though. Definitely. I'll definitely take them to Medios. That's the spot. No, that's, I've, that, if I had to pick one, um, that's probably the most popular one that I've had so far. That's, that's one question I've always asked, and Medios is the, the hot spot for sure. So, your favorite memory so far in an NC State uniform? NC State, probably, probably being Carolina. My freshman year was really a big memory because, I mean, a lot of the people on the team, like a lot of the seniors like Deb and DJ, yeah, they didn't. I think that was their first time beating North Carolina. So it was a really good moment. Yeah. And, it was, and so that was probably like the best memory I have. Well, Carolina has been a thorn in our side forever. I feel like we always we get we get the best of Duke from time to time. But Carolina is one of those that they were a thorn in my side, too. So uh, keep getting after it on them. So. The best advice you've ever received, and by who? Best advice I've ever received? Probably from, uh, probably from um, 
Breon's dad who passed away, Coach Fast, Curtis Fast. Remember when we was little, he just always told us just to have fun and play as hard as we can. And he always felt like just him just saying, like, just go out there and have fun and play hard and everything will take care of himself. That's probably like, I guess, like the best advice I've gotten because without him, really, I wouldn't really be here today because he helped me with a lot of stuff. So, yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a great one. So, favorite place to play outside of PNC Arena? Favorite place? Uh, well, dang, I mean, I didn't really get to play at that many spots. I can tell you mine. Mine was Greensboro Coliseum. Every time we had an ACC championship there, I played really well. I shot like 70% there. So Greensboro Coliseum was mine. So you could pick anywhere. Maybe it was a high school gym, any, anything, anything you can think of. Have you played oh, in Madison Square Garden yet? No, but we do play in a Barclays Center. Can't All right. I've, I've played in the Barclays. I've played it at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to get an opportunity one day. It's just a matter of time. Uh, you said, but you said NC State Derby though. No, I just said favorite place to play outside of PNC Arena. Outside of PNC Arena, I like to play at Dudley High School. That was a, that was one of our rivals when I was at Smith, and I was clicking every time I went down there. So that was probably it. <laughs> I mean, great. So like, that's a that's a perfect answer. Well, I, I I won't keep you anymore. I appreciate you taking time out. Uh, I know you had therapy this morning, and then you guys got practice later today. Um, I appreciate you hopping on, man. I wish wish you guys nothing but success. Uh, Coach Summy has my number, so if you ever have any questions, Coach Keach has it too. Feel free to shoot me one. I, I expect you guys, you know, no, nobody's really believing in you, so I expect you guys to have a, a good year with that chip on your shoulder and continue to get better and grow. So thanks for coming on and taking the time. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, this concludes, you know, in uh, Scott Woods' one-man wolf pack. Please, everybody, like follow, share, follow Cam on Twitter uh, and, and Instagram as well. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Go Pack. Thank you, buddy.